Good evening, strangers, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which usually three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I'm joined tonight by my good friend, Andrew. Kit is on the run from federal agents after being framed for murdering her wife by a one-armed man, and she won't be joining us tonight. Nevertheless, Andrew and I, the world-famous Two Amigos, are continuing Shocktober 2023 with my pick, 1981's Eyes of a Stranger, directed by Ken Wiederhorn, starring Lauren Tews, and featuring Jennifer Jason Lee in her film debut. Is she tri- so. is she the is she the young sister? Mm-hmm. Dude, how old is she in this movie? I don't know. Let's take a look. Oh God. So this was nineteen eighty one. Yeah. And she was born in nineteen sixty two. So she was probably, you know, eighteen or nineteen. Good to know. Glad to hear yeah. it. Well, I mean you see her boobs, so she couldn't be underage. Bro, uh, who knows? You know That's true. It's nineteen eighty one. I this doesn't seem like a, a movie that's using like, you know unions or uh, right no this is this is a warner brothers picture i believe really i think it said warner brothers at the beginning yeah just well distributed by so the production yeah. company was georgetown productions inc but cool. it was distributed by warner brothers so that's pretty good yeah, yeah. we'll see i want to know who george is <laughs> uh, i've got some good uh oh wait no not george i was i thought i thought george was uh the director ken ken wiederhorn i've got a little bit of yeah what do you, stuff on him what's what's the deal i've never heard of it of- well yeah the only person I've heard of who's involved with this movie is Jennifer Jason Lee. Okay. Well, I mean, have you ever seen The Love Boat? I have seen... I've seen episodes of Love Boat, The Next Wave. Okay. Which has... Which I don't think she was in that. Which is I don't know. not the same. I've never, yeah, I've never seen that. But yeah, the uh, the main star of this, Lauren, I guess it's Twos or Twos. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from The Love Boat. So. Uh, cool. She's great. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. yeah, she was pretty good. Uh, I thought really like the performances in this were actually pretty decent for the most part. But, I, I but yeah, agree. let me. I'll uh, since this is my pick, I'll introduce okay. like why I picked it. But basically, I have I buy a lot of movies blindly um, when I find a good price on a, a horror film that I've never seen before uh, that looks interesting. I'll just pick it up, uh, which is what happened with this. I sent Andrew a picture of just kind of a stack of or I guess a little spread of uh, movies to pick from. And he kind of picked this, I think at random. I don't know if there was any, if you researched any of them in, or looked them up or anything. I did. I looked at all. Oh, of, okay. I looked at all of them and then I organized them by Rotten Tomatoes scores. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and that works. And then I, um, and then I did it based on, and this wasn't the highest by the way. I okay. Didn't, so I didn't, it wasn't the thing that decided what decided was um, I also wanted it to be, one that you hadn't seen too. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, a couple of them like prison, which I do. If you have not seen, that's I do. Rennie I, Harlan. I know I want to watch it. Okay. I was going to say, you should definitely watch that. Cause it was point. back when like um, Rennie Har- Harlan was like an interesting B director instead of like a horrible D director. Yeah. He did uh what? Cutthroat well, Island. Yeah. But prior to that, it was like long kiss. Good night, which is like a, mm-hmm. a Shane black script, which is, a, I like that movie. I do too. It's like definitely like a, 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 action movie but like pretty good yeah yeah and um he did die hard 2 obviously which is fun you get a i love that one uh yeah naked kung fu william sadler um <laughs> he cliffhanger he did cliffhanger that's right yeah okay. cliffhanger that's rocks one, which i've never seen cliffhanger Bro, i need to check it out oh you should watch cliffhanger that's like that's one of those kind of big ones that's still on my like i don't know like you've never i, I guess honestly nobody's ever said you've never seen cliffhanger but it is like a big i don't movie. know dude it is so. a big one yeah that's yeah that's it's that's a really fun 90s action movie i'm i'm surprised yeah. you haven't seen it um it's got some re and it's uh the there's a 4k out and it's gorgeous i think i that's oh worth, nice okay that's worth a blind buy i would say okay cool yeah that's uh some of the early 90s stuff is kind of a blind spot for me um we keep using the word blind but i guess that's that's topical to the film it here, is so. yes um but uh uh, but yeah, like some of the very early '90s stuff, I kind of need to like go back because I was by by the mid '90s, I was just watching everything I could. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that one slipped by me. Um, but yeah, so I, I I actually don't know why, but when I bought this, I was under the impression that it was like the kind of movie where like like a blind psychic could like see murders happening. 
Um, and it was something like that. I don't know if that was a different movie. There are a similar title. There's a couple of movies like that that I can think of. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's, I know that that's like kind of a, not a super common plot, but like, uh, it's a thing. there's definitely a big one. It's a thing that's been it's used. like that. Yeah. There's an episode of South Park. I know. Perfect. But, uh, I'm sure but, there's an episode of the, uh, X-Files that has something to do with that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so I, for some reason, thought that that's kind of what this was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was just interested. And then I saw Jennifer Jason Lee. Also, I did not get to watch it, but the uh, the Blu-ray has a commentary track. Well, well, I guess I watched it. I didn't get to listen to it um, with two people that I like, um, which I was hoping to kind of listen to before we did the podcast to get some good trivia maybe, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, but it's uh, Justin Kurzweil and Amanda Reyes um, who... Oh, are who's, really who's just good. Kurzweil? Who's that? So he's part of the Hysteria Continues podcast. Okay, that's not, um, yeah, I and know, he's I'm aware written of a book about slashers. And then Amanda Reyes, she wrote a great book about uh, like TV horror films from like the 70s and the 80s uh-huh. uh, for the most part. And she's done some really good commentary tracks for Scream Factory. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I was like, well, that'd be fun to listen to, but did not get to it in time. Uh, but yeah, so I picked it up kind of based on that. And then I only just now got to watch it. I bought it like. I think I bought it in like February. Um, so I mean, I, there for a bit. I once had uh, famously once uh, bought a Blu-ray of Lahane and it sat uh, next to my TV for five years. Yeah. So, well, no, and I, I yeah, I've definitely got some movies that have gone longer, uh, but usually the horror movies, I'm actually pretty good about watching. It's, <laughs> it's the, it's the artsier stuff that sits there longer. Um, but, but yeah. So what did you think uh, of the film? Uh, the short of it is that I liked it. I thought it was good. Really? Okay, good. Yeah. Cool. I didn't, I, I, it's not like amazing, but there's like a few things that I think it does really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure you could shoot holes in it, but like the general logistics of just her kind of the, the reporter kind of, fi- you know, her figuring it out and like her sort of like the understanding who, of who she is and why she is the way she is. Um, there's just like little like logistical things and like character things that are very simple and, uh, they work for me and the movie's very breezy. It's, it's short, it's an hour and 20 minutes, um, Mm -hmm. with credits. And so I think that really helps. Um, I think it looks cool. It's like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of grainy and trashy, but I think it's, I think it, I think it has a general, like generally good look. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought there was a couple of like really good sequences. Um, the... The, the the villain the uh i thought he was like genuinely very scary um, yeah you could tell that this this uh what's his name weederhorn john weederhorn yeah yeah um, ken yeah ken weederhorn yeah there's a lot of hitchcock in here it's like it's sort of like it's sort of like Hitchcock filtered through De Palma filtered to this guy, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, so it's like the next evolutionary step. And I, it, it, it's like, it, you know, the quality drops, you know, a, a bit, but I think it's, I think it's pretty good. And I, I like, uh, John DeSanti, the guy who plays the, the killer. Yeah, he was good. The reason I like him is that he is, it's his body. Like his hands are fucking mitts. Every time he, hit somebody it's like of course that's what that person would do you know like he's not because it's like if you if i got hit by that hand i would be absolutely stunned you know but I, yeah. like it was it's very jarring seeing like a killer in a slasher not if this is is this a slasher i guess it is it's just, i think it's but you like, know you know who the killer is like pretty quick right but like it's more I would say it's like kind of a little outside the the slasher box but like adjacent. Yeah, like he yeah. has he has kind of like a slasher costume like for the yeah. first, you know, half of the movie maybe. Um but they pretty directly tell you that it's him pretty quick. Um yeah. But I feel like you don't see a lot of like like you don't see uh, like you know the sort of slow moving slasher serial killer just like straight up decking a chick, right? <laughs> and and it's 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 effective. And I, I will say that like I'm not like I'm not the biggest fan of like rape as a device in a movie. Um, mm-hmm. I just think I think it's 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 very easy, and I think it's 
uh i mean it's also disturbing and all of that mm -hmm. um so it's that's not my favorite thing in the world i but i feel like seeing his face seeing the type of guy he is there's something about it that kind of works for me um i don't know he looks like a dude who would he looks like a rapist i mean yeah uh but yeah i i just i like his strength I like his like lumbering body. I like how stocky he is. Um, I think he's well. Like, they don't really like play it up like he's extra creepy. And in a way, like when you hear him on the phone harassing the women before he kills them, and then when you see him in action, it's very it's different, disturbing. Yeah. But then when you see him just like getting out of his car, like he's a little bit like suspicious, but he's not like clearly. It's not. It's not like a no. over the top like arrows pointing. This is a guy. It could just be a guy walking down the sidewalk. Right. Like, he looks like you a, know. like a bit of a loner. I I mean that's how they yeah. shoot, that's how they shoot him but like you could easy he could easily be a guy that you stop to ask for directions or whatever and would be right. totally Which totally cordial i thought made it like a kind of a creepier yes. effect than yeah so that was cool well i think we don't really think of like you know sh shortish fat men with big hands as like as as imposing figures mm -hmm. but like just being like literally pretty much just being a bigger person makes you stronger um, yeah. so yeah anyway I just uh, I found him scary and I like the kind of like the two towers um, basically you know there's a, an apartment building that consists of two towers and the woman who's sort of like investigating the crime and the person who's doing the crime are like right across from each other um, yeah. so I think that's very fun just a cool little device um, yeah I wasn't too sure about it in the opening like I liked the the opening shots of like the the photographer just like kind of trudging through the swamp and then taking pictures of the of the yeah. body i thought that was kind of cool but it kind of felt like um i don't know like kind of like a, a like the a, a, like the movie started multiple times a little bit cuz then it's like there's mm -hmm. this full kind of i don't know psychotype sequence where they establish a whole female character and then and then have her uh killed off in the first you know 10 15 minutes or whatever right um so that uh, i wasn't super stoked oh and there's a very stupid moment and it's only stupid because i think the movie gets a lot better after this but there's a yeah so there's like a a, a waitress or something and she she's stalked and then she is in her apartment and she gets scared and she calls like a friend over a, a guy and then he comes, and then he's murdered first by a meat cleaver. Like, yeah. he just, like, very effortlessly, like, chops his whole head off with a single swing. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's the kind of movie. And, you know, up until this point, like, I don't really know what the movie is. And I was like, oh, this right. is the type of movie it's going to be. But it really wasn't. It was really much more realistic to me. Yeah. I was kind of worried, too, because, like, that's the kind of movie that I would probably enjoy just fine. But yeah. then I was like, uh, this is, like you know, I wasn't sure where you would land on it, but then once it got rolling, like, especially since like we've watched body double and I know obviously body doubles a masterpiece and yeah, you know, way, way, way above this, but just like, yeah, I was like, okay, like I think there's at least a chance Andrew's going to like get into this. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it really does. It gets a lot more contained. You know, there's, there's still a few kind of random victims left to go in the film uh -huh. uh, after that opening sequence. But it's for the most part, it's contained to, the journalist, you know, who goes, who begins to investigate this guy and is suspicious of him. And then the guy, um, and yeah, like I, a bit, yeah, like I hadn't thought of it in that way, but yeah, once that kind of long start is over the movie that starts next, that is the majority of the movie. Like that's really just a pretty solid movie, but yeah. it, you know, it's probably only 60 minutes. Yeah. So you got to have a little padding. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I am glad to hear you liked it, too. I was kind of worried. Because, like, the really early horror stuff, or the really early slasher stuff. Also, I, I when it first started, um, I was like, oh, this is going to be probably, you know, a little grungy. Because um, some of the, the early 80s stuff, the slasher-ish movies are, like, very, like, uh, what's the word? Like, misanthropic. <laughs> Like there's a lot of rape, there's a lot of grisly violence, oh, and there's sure. not a lot of connective tissue other than just like that. And so I was a little worried that that's where it was going. And so I was really pleased. I mean, it almost turns into like, you know, like it's still it's still not like a family film, no, <laughs> by any means. But like the story with her sister Jennifer uh, Jason Lee's character, um, like 
like you actually have characters that are developed and that you kind of come to root for. And like yeah. you said, like they have her story of how she felt guilty that she had let her sister, you know, not let, but she had, she felt responsible for what happened to her sister, you know, when they were younger. And then it kind of develops in this thing. I was like, Oh yeah, that's like, it's almost more like prom night. Like yeah. the, the one with Jamie Lee Curtis where like, yeah, it feels very, you know, uh, kind of put, it kind of could put you off up front and then as it goes, it's really like a much more charming kind of, you know, yeah, it's a horror film, but it's like you can still kind of get into that and like those characters and stuff. And, and I like, um, you know, I think I think that the sort of like core story the between the two sisters is, you know, it's it's a it's maybe a tiny bit like. I don't know, contrived, maybe, um, but. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's kind of enough for this movie. You know, mm -hmm. like there's and I, I think those flashbacks are really good. There's not a ton of detail that uh, in them, uh, but you get enough. So basically that she she is in a relationship with a guy who seems like a decent dude. And then she also is uh, her sister's caretaker who is blind and deaf. But yeah. it's like a it's like um what's the word? It's like a neurological thing. It's like due, right. due to a trauma, she can no longer see or hear. Um, yeah. So she kind of goes through, you know, uh, so they kind of hint that she's, or not even hint, but like they suggest heavily that she's going to come out of it after the experience in this movie. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It, it sort of functions. It, it, it kind of works for me. And, you know, there's this sort of, um, one of the things I was thinking about, like in contrast with the movie from last week is like, there's a scene that I really like where they have kind of her and her boyfriend have this kind of fight because she's, he's like, I'd like to live together. I'd like to develop our relationship further or whatever. And she's like, I can't do that. I have to take care of my sister. It's my responsibility. You know, she's clearly very emotional about it. And then he like comes over and she like storms off and like he comes over the next day and they have this really nice sort of breakfast scene where like he tries, you know, he, he, brings the olive branch he's like i'd like to learn how to talk to your sister i'd like to be able um, to connect with her um and it's just like it's like that's kind of what i was talking about last week where it's just like there's no you need that bright spot you need um a reason to care about people um and and we've talked about this before with horror movies like i, I don't mind a bad schlocky horror movie or whatever like to a certain degree but like we live in a world where truly great trash exists you know like I, I honestly calling black christmas trash is like i almost want to just you know walk in front of a bus because that's just not right but it is kind <laughs> of like it, there is something I, I think you could you could make a case for it being like low brow but i think it's a, a ma you know pretty close to a masterpiece um for sure but i'm just saying like that kind of movie which i think this falls under the kind of purview of that and lots of wor much much worse movies do too um, so it's like, it's fine to watch a bad movie. And I think like a horror movie kind of can get away with being entertaining and worse than a lot of other movies, um, in a way that like a comedy can't really accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm rambling, but, uh, yeah, I found that I found, I found this charming and I found like those little moments of like levity or kindness or whatever, or just character building, um, anything, you know, not everything is so it's like things become like further and further from the, the sort of like trauma center to the film. Mm. Um, and you, you sort of, you know, you find that people are trying to like make connections and, you know, build something out of trauma. Um, and it's like, there's, that's nice. That's, that's hopeful. And it gives everything else so much more weight, you know, it, yeah. it, it makes it all kind of matter. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, like, just like punishing or something yeah. Uh, yeah which there are horror films i love that are punishing but yeah. then with with something like this especially with somebody as like vulnerable and sweet as jennifer jason lee like she doesn't really do much so to call her sweet i don't know like she just looks very sweet yeah like, she's very pretty and all that but then she's also super vulnerable because she's you know she's been you know abused to the point where she was you know i mean she psychologically lost the ability to see and hear uh, or uh, to yeah, see and hear and I guess speak. Um, so yeah, you have this character where it's like, if they were to, I guess spoilers alert, uh, if they were to kill her violently, <laughs> it would be a much different film. Be very rough. Um, 
Right. And whereas as it is, it almost feels more like, you know, wait until dark where it's it's fun to watch her survive that at the end. And yeah. like you watch you and you watch both of the women like get this guy who who we've seen do some really grisly stuff uh, that was very disturbing, like, you know. You feel the violence in those scenes, part part of which I, I don't know if we mentioned yet that uh, Tom Savini did the the makeup effects, the gore okay. for the film. Awesome. And so, awesome. yeah. So he's like, you know, one of the greats. Yes. And they, like when you see I, other than the decapitation uh, with the meat cleaver, yes. which was just kind of cheesy, I thought. Super. So a lot of the violence was very excellent. Gritty in this. Ex- so, yeah. Yeah. Like um, my last note is excellent kill. Uh, spoiler alert. They do. They do kill. Yeah. the they do kill the killer and it's like it's a it's a gunshot to the face and it looks excellent you know it's not <laughs> yeah. like you know at this time where it's like okay we want to show his head we want to show him get shot in the head and it's and he's not wearing a mask and um you know i feel like at that time they're going to be like you know ma- creating a face mold like you know terminator 1 or whatever mm-hmm. um and it looked like a real face to me and then there's like another shot of him just the way it's shot too is excellent. But um, there's another shot of him like in a bathtub and he's dead. And mm-hmm. it's like the wound isn't like spurting. It's not doing anything like super grotesque. It's just like lightly sort of like dribbling, you know? And yeah. It's, like, it looks... And it's almost like to a pulse even. Like, yes. It's kind of like, yes. yeah. Yeah. It, it looks very good. Um, and then yeah. also there's another shot where um, – the sister shoots him in like the the side and uh just the way that looks i think is great like you kind of see the the bullet sort of hits him in the front and the camera's kind of three-fourths angle behind him but you Mm -hmm. see like a little bit of like blood kind of like there's an exit wound and you can see the blood kind of shoot out of his back which is very cool Mm -hmm. um yeah, I'll, I'll, most of it looked pretty. I mean, there's other stuff that's more just like, you know, a dude gets... Oh, when the dude gets stabbed in the neck, and then... That's what I was just going to say. To me, good... the gnarliest one was yeah. where he... Because cause it's 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 disturbing because it's like, you know, you see people's throats get slit in movies, but he just like has this little switchblade and he just sticks it in and it's like stuck, but it's at an angle where it really looks like... Yes. It's like, oh, fuck, like he got stabbed. And he, <laughs> like and he, and he twists it like three or four times. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he just... He, yeah. he hangs out with that wound uh which is pretty yeah it's pretty good pretty good yeah yeah that was a good one too i mean that like you know uh basically in that scene for people who haven't seen the movie he's he's taken one body to be dumped kind of at the beach and there's these people who kind of witness it and he gets stuck the the killer gets stuck in the sand and the guy comes over yeah to, yeah, to help him. And so, yeah, and it's that there's just a lot of stuff like that where there's really good, uh, like, tension building within scenes. Yeah. Um, which, like, was surprised me a bit for this movie. Um, like, you know, basically a movie I've never heard of other than Scream Factory put out a blur. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he kills those two people. And it kind of, you know, it's, it's like the scene at the start of Zodiac. Um, yes. It's not nearly as perfect but right. as that scene, but just like that sort of just like random bystander killing. So it's not even like he's been stalking this woman and then he kills her like some of the other scenes. No. It kind of like mixed it up a little where it's just like, it's like, okay, like this guy, and, but it also sets up like, okay, this guy will kill a witness just like, you know, no, no hesitation. He kills these two people. Yeah. So that tells us that our main character, who's, you know, kind of playing Nancy Drew at the apartment complex, like, it's like, okay, well, she's in jeopardy. And obviously, you know, her sister's in jeopardy as well. Yeah. Um, when he discovers that she's been, you know, uh, that she's on to him. Uh, but yeah. And it, yeah, it all just kind of, it ties together like that. Um, uh, the violence, you know, it works when it needs to, but then it doesn't make you feel, it's not like Last House on the Left or something where you just like, need a shower yeah afterwards yeah or, you know uh but i don't know what uh so i didn't have a ton of notes um so i had a little bit i w- kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the just just the kind of like progression of like the plot beats that i think sure i think work really well like so the whole thing is that she's a news reporter and when her and her sister were kids, her sister was abducted and she blames herself for it. And now there's like this series of like grisly rape murders. Um, and she's like affected by it on the, on the air, which I think is like I, that first kind of shot of the TV and her on the screen. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I like 
kind of cutting back, coming back to those uh, those news reports. I thought was a fun, um, a fun little ad. But uh, basically, she, I think, through like fear and like her own trauma, she like immediately suspects a guy. I think she also has like good investigative instincts. She's a reporter, obviously, so that's you know you don't even have to say it. You just show show that she's a reporter, and then her mm-hmm. noticing things just kind of works. Um, and it's it's a little bit convenient, I think, just generally. Um, but I I think that it, it it's so brisk in its pace and and just the way it's constructed that I don't think you I don't think the audience is rolling their eyes at how convenient it is. Um, right. That the killer that she's afraid of and talking about on the news every night just happens to live right across from her. Um, right. Actually, and you know, you mentioned Hitchcock and De Palma. I mean, that's rear window. Like sure. I didn't even think oh, about yeah, that when I was watching it. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I love the, you know, that she, you know, I, I think she, she feels like she's lost some uh, amount of power. And I think this is, a you know, she's kind of trying to get that back to some degree. Um, but like, he like calls all of his victims that he's stalking. And that's like a whole thing, which I think is pretty fucking scary. Um, yeah. oh, speaking of which. When the second, the late, the, the office worker lady, when she hangs yeah. up the phone and gets in the elevator and the phone in the elevator rings, I was like, that is excellent. I love yeah. it. And, yeah. and there's no explanation as to why the killer is able to get that phone number. Right. Uh, yeah. Or like, where is his vantage point? But I think it works. Um, yeah. But like she, she just like uses her investigative skills like she sees she interviews somebody uh, or she sees an interview with somebody who had been talking to the office lady and the lady had described some music um that she had heard or something mm-hmm. like that and so she had been in the killer's apartment so she saw she saw that there was a cuckoo's cuckoo's cuckoo clock and she was like i'm gonna like, could that play music? So she's going, she, you know, she has to go back in order to, like, see if it plays music. And then there's another thing where, like, she wants to kind of test if he's the killer. So she decides to call him and fuck with him um, because that's what he does. He calls ladies and he fucks with them. Um, but then that kind of backfires and he picks up that her voice is the voice he hears on the news every night. And so, like, there's this kind of, like, back and forth sort of, like, cat and mouse thing, the sort of, like, Hunter becomes the hunted, becomes the hunter, becomes the hunted sort of thing <laughs> yeah. um, that I think just works really, really well. Um, yeah. And I love the sequence where she first goes, sneaks into his apartment and he comes home and she's just, and she just like goes out on the balcony and just hangs off of it. I think that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie's pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. And again, like to set expectations in case anybody is listening, uh, I, I would say it's good. It's it's particularly good for what it is, but it's not something that would necessarily transcend like the genre. So if no. you really hate slasher movies, I wouldn't I wouldn't go for this. But yeah, but if you're a fan of that genre and you you know you haven't seen this one, it's like this is one that it's not just for completion. Like it's actually one that you would get some enjoyment out of. I would think. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. But, I think if you like if you generally like horror movies, if your th- threshold for um, watching a bad horror movie is extremely high, then you won't come anywhere near to breaking that. I right. Think. <laughs> yeah. You know? you'll, be, you'll do just fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, um, that it's, was... it's low budget and like, um, I think a lot of it is pretty simplistic. Um, you know, there's not a ton of locations or anything like that. And like, Oh, some of the lighting outside of like the kind of core locations is kind of bad. Like there's stuff where they're like outside and it's clear they didn't have like a big light so they're you know yeah. kind of getting creative to around that stuff but that's you know i think it all works what city is this is this san francisco no i don't think so i don't okay. know it's some some sort of beachy town i would have said florida or something okay but, um, I, but I don't know well when you mentioned the office the uh the the woman working at the office uh that sequence i i that made me think there was a lot in this movie so i kid always kind of rags on me for this uh you know, lovingly, but the a huge thing that I, I love about old horror movies is that when so many of them are low budget, you get these kind of locations mm-hmm. that just feel like these nice little time capsules of like, it's like, Oh, that's what it would have looked like in this office. Or that's what it would have looked like, you know, at this, like, you know, the strip club or the bar or 
right. uh, the pool at the apartment complex. And was, there were so many places in this movie that were really like they looked good on film. So like I agree that it was it was clear that uh, you know there, it it was competently made. It wasn't like you know it wasn't just like wow this can. Uh, Wiederhorn is going places, but it was like it was competently made. But there was a, the the places where they chose to film were they really lent themselves to like look making the film look yeah. good. Like, um, and so it was a combination of well done and then also very cool locations. I thought th- there are but, like I think there are moments in this movie that are like I think overall the movie is pretty good. Uh, there's a lot that I like about it. There's a few stupid things. Um, but there's a few like kind of you know uh, shot sequences that I think are like genuinely excellent. I think her shooting the guy and him going through the glass is excellent. I think him yeah. getting shot is excellent. I think um, let's see the 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 balcony sequence I was just talking about where she's kind of hanging off. I think that is great. Um, like there are there are moments here where it's just like okay because because like. I've seen, you know, I haven't seen as many uh, shitty horror movies as you have, but I've seen enough to know that, like, you know what? Uh, Night Beast is a good example (laughs) of a movie where, like, they didn't think through or even know how to think through. Sure. Like, where to put the camera, which lenses, like, how to assemble a sequence so that it didn't feel like a series of disembodied inserts, right? Right. So there's, like, a... (laughs) I'm serious. Like this is this is a yeah. very fucking difficult thing to do. I think it is. The, yeah. It's the thing that makes cinema for me. Um, is 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 not just shooting a nice shot, but like how do you connect all that stuff into something that's mm-hmm. cohesive? Um, and there are, I think there are examples of excellence in this movie, even if the movie itself is not excellent. So let's let's discuss uh, the director. Um, so you actually recommended one of his films to me, I think. Okay. Actually, no, 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 I'm wrong. Never mind. You recommended Pet Cemetery 2 to me, didn't you? Yeah, I recommended Pet okay. Cemetery 2. Never mind. He uh so he also directed Return of the Living Dead Part 2, which yes. is a pretty solid movie. Yeah. Um but he also directed a movie called Shockwaves, which was you know you know the movie that was on the TV at the beginning when the uh, waitress and her boyfriend are there? Yes. So that's not I have you seen Shockwaves? No. Okay, pretty boring movie. I, I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, but he also directed Meatballs Part 2, Hell which yeah. I... So have you seen Meatballs Part 2? No, but that rocks. Okay. I've well, seen, yes. I think I've so, seen Meatballs like three or four. I've seen the first one and I that's it. But I read the summary, like the or I don't know, not the summary, the synopsis uh, for Meatballs Part 2 and then a little bit about it just to kind of see... I was reading about Ken Wiederhorn on Wikipedia. I figured why not? Uh, but uh, so it was apparently written as an entirely different movie where some campers befriend an alien. Yes. Uh, and then they just wrapped it into the meatballs franchise. It's totally unrelated, but they, they made it. Okay. So I, 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 really I, I actually see... have, I actually have seen that. That's the one I've seen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's, so now I really want to see meatballs part two. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And it the, sounded bizarre. And the alien is not fun to look at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I, I picture like the, uh, what was the one? Did you ever see the mystery science theater episode, uh, pod people no. with Trumpy, the little, he was like a little anteater looking alien. No, um, that's fucking fun. That's what I picture. So I, I'll, I'll, uh, my we'll recollection is more of like a Mac and me situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So he had a very, uh, interesting little Wikipedia, interesting filmography, uh, but most interesting, uh, on the Wikipedia for, um, eyes of a stranger, it said that Brian De Palma offered, um, Wiederhorn the opportunity to write and direct body double. Um, oh my which, God. yeah. So De Palma had a treatment that he had written of the film and then he decided he, I guess it was offered to, to Wiederhorn uh, by De Palma. And then he decided obviously to write and direct it himself. Um, but I thought that was insane because it's yes. like. I see, I see some talent in this movie, but I don't see the potential for Brian De Palma no. to offer body double so, to this guy. So this so. came, this was made before body double. Yeah, this was eighty one. Body double was eighty four. Interesting, because it's yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. The thing that's interesting to me is like he, this guy did De Palma Hitchcock before De Palma. Not well, not the, really. I mean, dressed to kill at had this come point, out, but. Well, yeah, sisters. Sisters, yeah. Uh, 
what would it be? Carrie, Dress to Kill. There was tons of, yeah. De Palma but, was well but, into but, Hitchcock. But specifically uh, the kind of like rear window thing that, you know, that that body double does is yeah. is, is is already, is done in this movie first. That's kind of cool. That's fun. I, I thought, like yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, um, real, definitely glad that De Palma stuck with body double. Oh, I feel for like. sure. For sure. As like, much yeah. as, as happy I, as I am about this movie, which <laughs> uh, I, it's like, please God, don't, don't teleport me to the timeline where this man directed one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, one thing uh, we were talking about the TV, the the movie that was on the TV. Mm. Yeah. Love that transition. We go from the 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 ladies who gets killed, who's introduced uh, and killed within the first 10, 15 minutes. We go, we we like cut to the T. We sh- you know it kind of pans to the TV that's on during that whole kill, and mm. then when we cut back, it's it's the the star of the movie. Uh, the reporter lady it's it's her and she's watching the same thing and i like it because it's sort of like this really oh, yeah it's that the, was cool it's this cool mirror because it goes from brutal rape to the tv from the tv to like a consensual loving sexual relationship right which is just kind of like a it's just it's a cool transition it's it's an it's an interesting way out of that and into something yeah that's warm and okay yeah that is interesting and I, don't, I, I I didn't even like register other than just like oh that's cool like yeah but that uh, yeah yeah there's a there's like an interesting th- th- thematic flip there too yeah I there's think. like a, it's like yeah. kind of lyrical or something yeah um that's cool. this is why you're the film guy yeah, I know well this shit's cool man I mean like, yeah. when you see when you see cool things and especially like and that's when I like perked up to be honest because it's like yeah a dude's just had his head. first of all even before the dude's head gets chopped off by a meat cleaver. <laughs> the the there's a there's a point where like he the guy walks up to the knife on the cutting board and it's just like there's a cutting board a giant shiny meat cleaver and a tiny lime that's been cut in half yeah <laughs> i'm just yeah. like first of all do you have a meat cleaver i do not know no <laughs> do, you, do you know why because uh, probably uh, probably maybe two percent of people have a meat cleaver. Yes, <laughs> unless you're unless you're a character in a movie, then you always yeah. have a meat cleaver. And, unless you're a yeah a waitress, probably like you know goes to a different apartment every year. Yes, uh, you know yeah of course why wouldn't she have that to cut her lime? But it's uh, such a it's such a terrible murder weapon because you can't yeah. <laughs> you can't stab somebody with a ner- meat cleaver. It's it's yeah, where I mean, he got a pretty clean cut on that guy's he, head. He so. sure did. He sure he cut through <laughs> he cut through a fucking bone spine. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Like it was butter. He uh, must have hit the vertebrae just right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um but anyway, like that's so that's the and then like the head is in the fish tank. Right. You know, it's just that kind of like slasher shit. And then it just like there's like this very like just sm- very simple but very smartly thought out transition into yeah. like a, a a much better movie see and i was like i told you i was worried at that point but before the transition like, yeah uh i was like oh boy i'm gonna hear it i'm still hearing about night beasts i'm gonna be <laughs> hearing about this one for a while well i mean there's there was there's some other stuff early on that had me worried like just because it was so stupid where like we see, so we go from the guy in the swamp who's taking pictures of the body, which I really like that those shots. I think it's cool, but it's so mm. different from everything else. Um, yeah. And then we're and then we're we go to the news, which is reporting on the dead body, and then we go to a restaurant where a waitress is getting off work, and the TV's you know kind of in the background, and she's leaving work, and the guy you know somebody's like, "Do you need a ride, or do you want somebody to walk with you, or whatever?" And she's like, "No, I know this town." It's, uh, you know, or whatever. I'm not afraid. And, like, when she goes outside, I'm afraid. Like, <laughs> it's like, it, it, I'm pretty sure it's Florida, but it looks like New York in the 70s. Yeah. It's just like, and, there, like, there's, like, I think she passes, like, a boarded-up f- f- storefront. Uh, There's just, like, <laughs> nobody but the wind outside and, like, a single, yeah. a single light bulb. Um, and then And then, of course, footsteps behind her. Uh, it's just like such a scary walk home. Like I just, if, and I'm not a lady, but like, if I'm hearing about a guy who's targeting, um, six, one handsome skinny boys (laughs) 
and I walk outside, I'm thinking like, I got to get somebody. I can't, I take it an Uber. Like this is, this is yeah. nuts. Uh, she was, uh, she was quite bold. It was like, so also, it, it was like so stupidly scary that it was just like dumb. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. That was definitely like the looser, I don't know, quarter of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked at it and it says it was in Miami. So, oh, okay. Hell yeah. Good job. Andrew. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Spot. You, you know, you're Florida. I sure do. I'm a big Florida guy. I am the Florida man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, What else you got? That's pretty much what I got. I mean, I told Sarah I figured it would be a pretty short conversation. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. I was was afraid it was going to be more painful. Mm -mm. Um, But uh, but yeah, I I definitely, it's uh, one, I appreciated it. It's it's probably not going to like, you know, make my top 10 slashers or or anything like that. No, uh, no. I think what I, I guess the only other thing I wrote was like, I've noticed that with the early eighties horror uh, films I've seen that are like slasher esque, there seems to have been this period like just right after. Uh, so, you know, there was black Christmas, then there was a few years, then there was Halloween and then there was Friday the 13th. And like, it seems like from like 1980 to 1982, maybe 83, there's all of these like slasher movies that tried to be like, like they tried to be more, uh, they, they figured they had, they, it was like they had to do more work to make a new slasher movie. And there wasn't quite the formula that like the Friday, the 13th franchise would nail down. Sure. Um, and then, the, then that we would see basically just completely wear itself out and then kind of get, you know, uh, not parodied, but we could, we would see it get sort of new life with scream with this kind of meta take on it anyways. So yeah, it was like before that formula was like set, there was just these like kind of stranger slasher esque type of movies. And I feel like that's, I would put this one there. Like it's not a Friday the 13th. It's not a Halloween, but it's like, you know, there's a series of killings. There's an investigation, you know, or somebody's investigating it. uh, But it's still different enough that it feels more like a, like a mystery movie, yeah. You know, just with some of the violence, as opposed to I, like the slasher that we know. I kind of feel like the slasher elements feel like the sort of least consequential thing in this movie. Like the yeah the the slasher stuff feels like like maybe it was put in to sell the movie. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. A- add some of the violence in. Yeah. Yeah, because like um, like yeah, and I mean it's just so different to me than. Yeah, it really is so so different, and and it's sort of it's kind of Black Christmassy too. In that, like, obviously, this I don't think Black Christmas was trying to do this, but like, it it has like it's kind of little bits of slasher um, uh, convention in it, uh, you know, before it was a thing. But like, that's also a movie where it's like the slasher stuff isn't really what the movie is, mm-hmm. uh, but you could see how it would be a great marketing tool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I got a just a couple other notes. Okay. Um I thought Jennifer Jason Lee's uh blind acting was very funny. Uh, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. It, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but I could tell here's what here's what it felt like to me. She's a totally fine actress or whatever. This is her first movie. Um mm-hmm. and uh I could tell that she was trying to act the shit out of this in that she's like, I got to make sure that like, I'm not looking at the things that I am, you know, I'm not looking at the stuff that I'm doing. So, but so instead of somebody who's like casually kind of looking off into space and like, you know, their head is sort of, you know, it doesn't matter what their eyes are sort of, you know, her. she is doing everything she can to make sure that she never looks at what she's doing. <laughs> That's true. So it's like when she when she bends down to like do something, she makes sure her like eyeline never changes. It like never, you know, focuses in on what she's looking at. And it's 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 a little bit funny, but I and it but it, it does make her look kind of like stiff and stilted. I will say that like when he attacks her and she sort her her vision kind of sort of kind of blurs back to life um uh-huh. and she starts kind of looking around and stuff um i thought that was very cool um and then i thought like it's a weird moment but there is like this scene where she's like standing in a 
mirror and she's like she sees her tits and she starts like touching them which uh you know we know who that's for but <laughs> me yeah but there's something to that too right yeah there's something to going from a little being a little girl and then losing sort of all perception of you know perceptive capability of the world and yourself to some degree yeah and it's not like she didn't know she had tits or whatever but just like to go from where she was before her trauma to like now it's like oh i'm a grown woman and this is what that looks like um yeah and it's probably like because you got to imagine the last time she saw her naked body she was a seven-year-old or whatever Right. Uh, I did think it was a little much though when she was like, "Oh my God, my tits are incredible." Yeah, I, like, I don't know. If she I would did. Say that. Yeah, it seems a little. Yeah, and then started flicking the bean and all that stuff. But that's just yeah. you know, that's this type of movies they were making at that time. You, They're going you know lowbrow yeah. for that that audience. Remember, Anyways. Mike, sex sells, or at least it used to. That's true. I hate it. So unfortunate. <laughs> uh, what else do I have? Do I have anything else? I don't know. Um, I did think it was silly that the dude didn't wait for the guy to help him get unstuck from the mud before he killed <laughs> That's him. That's true. I didn't think about that. So yeah, he, yeah now he's going to have to <laughs> dig his car out and kill two more people. Find uh, some driftwood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I thought the, the, actually, what do you got? It would have been wonderful if they, Oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. I, I was going to say it would have been great if the, the movie had just like taken a complete turn and it's just about the remainder of his night where he has to murder like 17 yeah. people, like as he's gradually <laughs> trying to get his car out the beach. That would be a good short. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, and then I thought the, as, as, as much as I was kind of talking about at the top that I don't necessarily love, uh, like an abundance of rape. Um, one thing that I think also kind of makes it work is that it's it's brutal, but it knows when to kind of draw the line. Mm. Um, like I think that first rape, which which we don't ever actually see him do the rape. We just see him like wrestle these women. He like it's it's the hitting that really gets me. Like he's yeah, he punches, he slaps, he's he's rough. Um, I think that stuff like works really well, but then the movie kind of, you know, merci- mercifully, mercifully, mercifully knows when to, uh, to cut away. Um, yeah. so I, I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I say it's good. Cool. Very nice. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put that on your tombstone that you, what'd you say? I don't necessarily love a ton of rape. Uh, <laughs> <or something> like- <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> I agree. For the record, I, I want that to be known. I do agree. Cool. So, um, uh, so I'll I'll say this when they bury you next to me, um, and Sarah, <laughs> Sarah and Denise on somewhere else in the cemetery. Who cares? Yeah. Um, anywhere. I, I'll I'll make sure that uh, it says uh, that you agree with that. Sentiment. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. I just want that known for future generations. That well, and anybody we are... anybody who's coming to visit our grave sites, they're gonna wonder. You know, like. Andrew right. and Mike, they were great men, but what were their thoughts on rape? Did they love a ton of rape? <laughs> yeah. Or what, or what? yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. That's like I said, that's I didn't have a ton of notes. Uh, so I got no little stragglers, which will bring us to the cruise minute. You got anything like spooky Tom Cruise news? That'd be mm, good. No. And you know why? It's because the man doesn't do horror movies. And- he did interview uh, with the vampire. Yeah. There's horror elements. There's like kind of a gothic horror thing going on there. Yeah, it's 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 horror. It's just it's not like a yeah like a slasher movie or a ghost story. It's a uh, no, I'd say it's romantic it's, vampire movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, there's a few few small things. What do we got? Hang on a sec. Uh, we've got um. Oh, they got the uh, they got a seventy one million dollar insurance payout for Mission Impossible Seven, which boosted its box office returns. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's not not the prefer not the preferred way to become a hit. But... No, it's not. But I'll take it. Yeah. Um How did that? What was the insurance? Just because of the COVID craziness that made the budget go so high? Yeah, they. It, yeah. I mean, they were shooting those that movie for like three years, dude. Right. And right. I mean, what didn't the budget end up being like? Was it three hundred and fifty? Or something no or? no i think it's three okay. i think it's 300 let's 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 okay ch- let's check yeah so i looked it up the other day and just to see where the box office was at i actually was looking it up for barbie 
And uh, so Barbie and Oppenheimer are like, I think Barbie made 600. Yeah. Oppenheimer was 300. And then Mission Impossible is like, it's like lower. It's pretty low. It's like 130 maybe. Yeah. In US. I, internationally, it's done much better. Yeah. But I was just surprised that it was so low still. I know. It's a bummer. Um, no. It did. It did half a billion, over half a billion though. Um, International, right? Yeah, five hundred yeah. and sixty-three million. And okay, so on, yeah, on a two hundred ninety-one million dollar budget. So I, I don't know that okay. this movie is. I don't think it's going to make money at the box office, but I think this and 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 licensing and, and ancillary sales. I think it's. I think it's going to be fine. It's safe. Yeah, um, that's good. I didn't want Paramount to have. No, you know, we want. Our... They had something else. I think Transformers, the new Transformers, didn't do very well, or something. No, I don't think it did very well. I no. didn't see it, but I, I, I don't think it made any sort of splash at all. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's my Tom Cruise news. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, folks. Uh, Andrew, Mike, are we joining together next week. <laughs> Uh, we can. I mean, I think okay. we. I think we. I. I. I wasn't sure where we landed on doing a double or a triple, but I'm happy to do a triple. Um, yeah. Well, so you said Kit's going out of town. She will be at the end of the month. I'm. We're going out. We're. We're going to meet them right. in Europe. Okay. So we still got. It. Okay. Well, then let. What we will. Uh, we will leave the listeners in suspense. We may return next week with Kit for a third film for Shocktober, or it may just be Andrew and I, and we might just toss a coin and watch something we've both been wanting to watch um so stay tuned and slow motion triple feature was recorded in a space under the floorboards in a cabin in the woods special thanks to our producer lee the man in the booth who makes us sound great if you'd like to contact us please do so at slow triple at gmail.com